It's the Jeff Cameron Show After Party. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This would have been done a little bit quicker, but uh, a deluge at the radio station led to power outages. But our desperation to head to Warchant TV and the podcast to further discuss developments as reported initially by Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated and then Brett McMurphy of Action Network, well, they couldn't hold us back. We were going to find a way, and now we have. It's me and Tom talking about this very thing, where multiple reports have seven ACC institutions, known as the Magnificent Seven. How great is that? I've never heard of that before. They should coin that. Maybe make a movie out of it. And lawyers. Send lawyers, drugs, and money. Uh, or guns and money. That's the quote, actually. Uh, met and passed over the past several months to examine the ACC Grant Rice deal. Man, that is a lot of examining. How much do you think they've examined the Grant of Rice deal? Is that a parsing of a word-by-word, letter-by-letter? Because Lord knows they've already done a lot of that examining of the Grant of Rice. Through much consternation, they've attempted to find an avenue by which to extricate themselves from the ACC. And what is the number? And what is the money? And how many of us have to do it? And can we yell enough and complain enough that they'll just say, go, we're tired of you. But first, we want $600 million or some such astronomical figure. None of us know. But what we do want is noise in the system, Tom. We want more noise in the system. And this one is interesting because it originally involves, according to Dellinger, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 getting together to discuss expansion some two weeks ago. And the going back and forth, sometimes bickering, sometimes cajoling, whatever it might be, over their current media rights situation and television contract efforting and all of that, would it have an impact on then the Big Ten and the SEC, which would in turn then have an impact directly on the team we care most about, Florida State, really the ACC, but Florida State within the ACC. And we have thought all along that if one of the big two meaning the Big Ten or the SEC, felt like there was a threat to their ability to dominate the television rights landscape, meaning somebody got together, whether that be the ACC, the Big 12, and the Pac-12, decided to join forces, take the six best bunch teams they have in each league, and join in, create a new super conference and a television deal, that then the Big Ten, and I'm just making that up because there have been a lot of scenarios that have been posited, but the Big Ten and the SEC at that point would say, ooh, you know, we kind of always wanted Florida State and Clemson. Or the Big Ten might say, we always kind of wanted North Carolina and Virginia, maybe Miami, I don't know. But, you know, maybe we wanted, you know, maybe we wanted Washington and Oregon out there in the Pac-12. Now they may be joining forces with somebody else. If they felt compelled to move and further expand, this might be the window where something could get done for a Florida State specifically. I think we've summarized that correctly, yes? Yes, and I think what today does is it takes it a step forward because if you you know watched any of the videos here on Warchant TV or you read anything about conference expansion and how it relates to the ACC, typically you'd see two to four logos next to each other, university institutions, sports franchises, whatever, because that's what they are now in college sports. It's more of a franchise than just a team. But you would see Florida State's logo and Clemson's logo for sure. And then you would likely see North Carolina's and maybe Virginia's or Miami's, just kind of depending upon what outlet that you were consuming the information from. But now what this report does today, these two reports, Dellinger first and then McMurphy, 
is it lets you know that Florida State and Clemson have five other bedfellows, at least five other bedfellows, and some of them are strange, as the saying goes, because NC State and Virginia Tech have not been tied to this conversation very much, if at all. These other schools make sense. They've been in the conversation. But that NC State and Virginia Tech are also in line with the big players in the ACC, the football schools in the ACC, or the brand names, that, to me, is a very interesting and huge development as you're trying to see how Florida State can get a majority of the current ACC to say, no, Moss, this is not going to work for us. Yeah, if we were to have guessed which schools would be the ones that would align themselves with Florida State and Clemson in their effort to break up this conference because of an economic crisis, uh, we would have said everybody on this list, save for NC State, maybe, although I think, Tom, I think NC State makes sense, just like I think Louisville would be a name that you would see added to this list next. Sure. I thought Virginia Tech all along. I mean, they, what are they if not a football brand? I mean, they're not. They're, they, sorry, but Virginia Tech isn't anything else in any other sport. This is what – for there was a stretch. We played them in the national championship game, for instance, where Virginia Tech mattered greatly in the world of college football. That still resonates to some degree when you yeah. look at their fan base and their uh, the, the game setting and, and, and all of that. It's a football school. So I could see where they would be interested in maybe – being part of the bigger picture moving on down the line. And I think any school, by the way, that recognizes that basketball is quickly dying and doesn't bring in any real money compared to what football does, if we're comparing and contrasting, well, then you too would want to hop on that train. We've said before there are plenty of schools in this league, and it's much to our lament, right? There are albatross around the neck of those that care about big-time football. We've said numerous times that, hey, I don't know what BC is going to do. I don't know what Wake's going to do. I don't know what certain schools in this league, Duke included, are going to do if football is the future because I don't know that they're invested in the same kind of way that the schools that are listed here are invested in. So I'm not surprised to see NC State and Virginia Tech. You're right, though, Tom. It's exciting to finally have names. We've got yep. names who are willing to be outed. Yeah. Somebody decided that it was good enough to coordinate this report because, again, Dellinger breaks the news or or is the first to report. I don't know if it's breaking news per se at this point. But then from there, Brett McMurphy is able to make a call to his sources that are saying, all right, here are the institutions, and he lays them bare. So to me, that means people are willing to talk behind the scenes, which is good because that means that it, there's not just a clandestine desire to break away. They're willing to have it go public, which is always good. That tells me that you're in an advanced stage of something big happening. But here's the reason that NC State and Virginia Tech surprised me. It's not because of their priorities as an athletic department. It's because typically the school names that come up in this conversation or have, those are the ones that are going to have homes in a new Power 2 world. Yeah. And NC State and Virginia Tech were just not really tied to having a fixed place in either the Big Ten or the SEC. To me, I don't know if it necessarily means that those institutions have a guaranteed place in the power two, but I don't think they're sitting down at the table with Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, and Virginia, unless they believe they do, unless they are having discussions of their own about we can find a landing spot here, wherever that is. So that to me is another development because we knew that there were four schools here for sure that were definitely going to be poached if they could get past the grant of rights. But now it looks like there are going to be some more. And that, again, the more teams that are with Florida State, the better off it's going to be to get a settlement figure or to just get out of this whole thing by maybe dissolving the conference. 
It accelerates the timeline. I think these conversations accelerate the timeline. I think you're right about that. I think that somehow that is a indicator, perhaps an alarm from the Big 12 and maybe to some to a lesser degree the Pac-12 to potential programs that would maybe want to land, say, in the Big 12. Hey, man, if you're interested, we kind of got to know now because we're moving. Television deals are happening. We already have schools that are coming in. We need to know, are we expanding above and beyond that? Is it something you'd be interested in? You know, I don't know where NC State fancies themselves. I don't know what indicators they have. Um, Do they think they're going to the SEC? Is there there a a hint from somebody within the SEC that they could? I don't know. Perhaps they were notified by somebody within the Big 12. Hey, we'd be really interested if you were mutually interested. I don't know. Sure seems like this is an alarm bell. This is somebody saying, hey, figure it out what it is you want to do. Are you staying in the ACC? Do you feel comfortable with that decision? Does the SEC want you? Because if not, we do. You know, that type of thing, at least with some of these teams. Some of the others, I'm sure, feel very strongly that they're going to end up in the predominant television markets, which are the Big Ten and the SEC. Florida State's not trying to push the envelope here so that they can get to the Big 12. Florida State wants to get to the SEC or the Big Ten, period. And that is true, I would think, of Clemson as well. And the vast majority of these teams would certainly like that invite into one of those two conferences. But, you know, an NC State or a Virginia Tech, who knows? They might very well be willing to take a Big 12 landing spot because it's better than what they have in the ACC right now. That much is for certain. Yeah, yeah. The the future financial viability of making a move to the Big 12 is stronger than the ACC, and that is disgusting. If you're a member institution of the ACC tied with a grant of rights until 2036, that's why this is untenable. You know, uh, it's not just about the power two outlapping you. It's about the Big 12 is going to get another chance at a re-up before, long before the ACC comes due. So that's where this is all going. And you're trying to reach a pressure point here in which it's almost like when you try to set vacation plans and there's all this, you know, churning. Too much churning makes bad butter. People are going back and forth. And you know what you say to those relatives who can't make up the damn mind? Well, here's where I'm going to be. Here are the dates I'm going to be there. Yeah. Y'all figure it out if you can. You want to have that type of response from the Big Ten and the SEC who are looking at the tectonic plates shifting around the country and saying, you know what? Never mind. Let's just get this all done now. I'm tired of this. I don't want five more years of will they or won't they. Let's just get it done now. Let's bring in these schools. SEC could bring in those schools. Who cares? But we're done. No more realignment. I'm done with this. I'm losing my hair. Maybe that's where this is all going because it does feel like there is more pressure on the power to to go make a, a hard move and a move sooner, a, a big choice, because if there is a third conference trying to develop, they don't want they want to stamp that out before it ever becomes a thing. It's just it's better for competition purposes if the Big Ten and the SEC decide that they're going to divide and conquer. But we'll see if that decision's made in the near future. I just think we're getting closer to resolution when people are wa- willing to name names about who's involved in the ACC and what they're trying to do, which is break the grant of rights. Thank goodness for the Magnificent Seven. You should get shirts. You know, it's interesting because this does foster a larger discussion. I wish we, by me, by we, meaning you, me, and all of the listeners to any of the podcasts that are on War Chant, such as the Jeff Cameron Show, such as Seminole Headlines, such as Wake Up War Chant, uh, all these independent little shot, you know, videos that we make and everything else that we post on these places. I mean, 
we could all go out to a bar with the Florida State faithful and have a large discussion about what all this means and what we would like to see because it's the kind of soap opera that we all love. For example, and we don't have time here, but you know, the reason you would think that the big two would want to take a close look at this and decide whether or not they're going to continue to venture forward by grabbing their final pieces is because if they don't, what if it happened that you got Notre Dame? What if Notre Dame, NC State, Washington, and Oregon, now you can see where this is going, in Florida State and Clemson and Miami and North Carolina. I just named eight teams that would make for a very interesting conference, and I can keep going. What if we get this to 16 names, real names? Now you have a viable television contract to negotiate with 16 players all over the United States that are all brand names. You know, I don't think you want that. You don't want to watch that competition rise. You want to stuff that out, as you said. Well, because you're, you're making a decision about 25 years down the line as right. well. I, I get how things are, are crazy in the last 15 years, and they're shifting like nuts. But you, you look at, I mean, I'm not going to bore everybody, but you look at population trends, where people are going, where they're moving, how that impacts TV markets. Like, for example, UCF for the Big 12 is a good poach. The Orlando market's only going to get bigger and bigger television-wise. USF wouldn't be a bad 30-year play. They could be, you know, terrible for now. But who knows, in 15 or 20 years, maybe the Tampa market is one of the linchpins to college football. So you'd rather plant your flag there if you're thinking about the future in a power two in a power three setting. But if I'm the bigger the SEC, I say I don't I, that grassroots thing cannot exist because we are going to take all of the big names and they're going to be so far ahead of the curve that no third party can rise up to challenge us in 30 years or 40 years. That's what the decision that they have to make. And that's where consolidating the goods like what Florida State has is in their best interest. The whole thing is, does this bring the conversation to a pressure point where litigation is minimized? And the money out of pocket is also minimized because if that's the case, then this could happen overnight. But there's still those hurdles to climb. It's just nice to know that Florida State has more friends than we thought they that, that they did. Yeah, a series of moves, conversations, and stories that create a critical mass, and somebody's forced to do something. You, you just want to continue to see the apple cart upset over and over and over again. You want the whispers, you want the rumors, you want the noise in the system, you want it all. I hope there's another story tomorrow, one that's just as earth shattering about another group of guys that are rising up and they call themselves the Fabulous Five. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter to me. Let's get it all out there. Let's everybody be running for the hills and create critical mass like I described. By the way, you're gonna wanna be here for that. Make sure you like and subscribe. Make sure that you are tuned in to all the things that we're doing at Warchant. By the way, speaking of which, we got two guys over there right now at Amelia Island covering all of this. Ira Chappelle, Aslan is there as well. This is going to be uh, a story into tomorrow, into Wednesday, probably for the rest of the week, and it certainly will happen to be that way throughout the rest of this summer as we head towards what should be a spectacular season and a season of expectations for Florida State. So all the stuff we do at Warchant.com, all the stuff we do on the individual shows and the podcasts and Warchant TV, you're going to want to be a part of that. You can subscribe right now to Warchant.com, and you can do it. I mean, what's it, less than $30? I say it every time. You find it oh, in your cushions. You find it in your cushions, I tell you. The best money you're going to spend this year. Go check your cushions. That's what I'm going to say. Go check your cushions. All right. For Tom, I'm Jeff. Be good, everybody. We'll talk to you next time.